These are the five things that when a leader demonstrates these, oh my gosh, I am so grateful to be able to work with, work for, be around a leader who possesses or demonstrates these five things. What are they? Let's talk about it. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Tap on the follow, plus, or subscribe button, and you'll get two new episodes each week. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks Podcast with Russ Hill. time i'm recording this we're coming up on the uh the annual time of year in america in the united states when we pause we gather with family really kicks off the holiday the christmas and end of year holiday season and uh and that is thanksgiving and i know those of you that are around the world around the globe you don't necessarily have this holiday and maybe you don't have uh appreciation for it although a lot of you understand what we do or you've got something similar um in in your part of the in your part of the world but here in the united states it is at the end of november we um we we just all go home (laughs) like most of us we gather with family we go to um a gathering spot often a place that's significant to us and um and or maybe a vacation spot we pick and we just gather with family and friends and it is awesome and it really starts kind of the last, the, the the very end of the year, kicks off the Christmas season. And so at the time I'm recording this, you may be listening at, uh, to it at a different time of year. It doesn't really matter what time of year you're listening to it because this topic is universal. It has nothing to do with a certain month or season, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out at this time of year because of this focus we have in the States uh, for th- gratitude, for Thanksgiving. This holiday of Thanksgiving in the U.S. is all designed around giving, giving, being grateful for, showing gratitude for what we have. And, um, and it's, it's awesome. I love that um, we have this tradition in the United States. Now, a lot of people, they don't actually think about what they're grateful for. They just eat turkey and watch football, right? But, uh, or go shopping, Black Friday and all of that stuff. But, um, but thankfully, in our family, we actually pause on Thanksgiving Day and spend a few minutes sharing with each other what we're most grateful for. And it's uh, usually emotional and meaningful to us. And, and so in this episode, I want to talk to you about the five things that when a leader or someone that I work with or I get a chance to be around, when they have these five things or they demonstrate them, man, it makes me so grateful for them. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Welcome into the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's uh, most exciting, awesome companies. More at LoneRockConsulting.com. If you don't follow me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and if you're not one of the 11 people, or maybe we're up to 13 who follow me on TikTok. I know most of you are listening to a podcast like this. You're not on TikTok, um, but you probably are on Instagram and you probably are on LinkedIn. If you're not following me on either of those, I just had a call in the last few minutes with yet another um, person who 
is part of our team creating content for those channels because I'm trying to put out micro, really micro content similar to this podcast, but even more concise. And I actually, I, I hope the, I hope these videos, I hope this content works. I hope people, it resonates with people because I I'm liking it. Like I'm, I'm feeling like, man, this is a really good, concise content. And I, 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 I hope I'm not in my own head on that. I hope it's actually valuable. Hope it makes a difference to somebody. So check it out. Follow me at Russ leads. R-U-S-S-L-E-A-D-S. In other words, Russ, my first name, leads like a leader, but leads at Russ Leads on Instagram or TikTok and then LinkedIn. There's a link uh, in the show notes that you can just tap on or just search my name, Russ Hill uh, on LinkedIn and make sure you're connected. Okay, five things. What's your list? What are you most grateful for when a leader or someone you work with or someone you get a chance to be around, when they demonstrate these certain characteristics or traits or behaviors, what are you most grateful for? And for me, this list is easy to, to, to build. There are just five things. And there are things that are missing from this list that I, you know, they're close. They're, they're, they're really important to me. But if I had to just say five, um, the, these are, these are the things that, that top my list. The first one is I'm grateful for urgency, man. I love to be around people who are driven like they don't. And I, I, at first, when I first made this list, it was hard work. I'm grateful for people who work hard. I'm like, but everybody thinks they work hard. You know what I mean? Like there's, I've, I've been met the person like, yeah, I'm actually totally lazy. I don't really put in the effort. Like everyone thinks they work hard, but their definition and your definition aren't real similar. And I thought, well, it's actually more than working hard because you could put in hours and be busy, but not have urgency. You tracking with me on that? So I, I changed the phrase hard work to urgency. I like to be around people who have urgency we're driven to get it done. We want it now. We want it yesterday. It's not that we don't have patience. I've talked about that, right? In recent episodes and in some of the content that I put out recently on some of these other platforms, these social media channels, I've talked about the need for consistency and patience. I think those need to coexist in order to really achieve success in anything that we're trying to do fitness, spiritually, emotionally, professionally, whatever it is, you got to have consistency and patience if you're going to achieve the result. But for, so my first thing is urgency. There is sometimes um, we'll, we'll get a client that we're working with. And I think especially back to several years ago when I was doing culture uh, management projects and, and only that with clients at the firm that I used to work at, and, um, and so we'd get these executives that would hire us, bring us on board, or, or they'd be interviewing us and they'd be talking to us, considering, um, retaining the services of our firm. And they would ask, well, how long does it take to shift or strengthen or really steer the culture of an organization? And keep in mind, these were usually very large organizations. So you're talking about, you know, 3000 people on the, on the low end 
up to, you know, 30,000 or 100,000 people on the extreme end. And so they're leading a division or a department or, um, or some of the, a, a sub-business, if you will, one, one, one area of the, of the operation. And they'd say, how long does it take to change the culture or manage the culture or shift the culture of 20,000 people? Like a massive operation with all these different locations. And we would often, you know, answer, or I would anyway, it depends. And it depends a lot on you. How much urgency do you have as a senior executive team or as the leader of this team in achieving certain results? Like, are you just going to kind of put that out there to please the shareholders or your boss or whomever? Or are you actually committed to achieving that thing? And you've got a lot of urgency, meaning like a certain result, a certain amount of revenue, a certain safety goal, a certain growth target, a certain whatever it is. Are you actually do you have urgency about that? Because if you've got urgency around it, that's contagious. You've, you've heard me talk about your team mirrors you. They're a reflection of you. So if the leader doesn't have urgency, the team absolutely doesn't have urgency. Right. So I value I'm grateful for leaders to be around people who have urgency. Number two, kindness. This one has a lot of synonyms, a lot of words or bullet points underneath it. Right. And so you could put humility in there. You could also put humility in another one that I'm going to share with you in a moment. But kindness, just people who are kind, who generally care about how that came across to you about what the experiences that they're creating for others. They have a desire to leave you intact and to leave you whole and to respect you as you are. And so they might, they might think, Hey, I need you to do this differently or do that. Or they might, they might get on your performance a little bit or they, you know, they're driven. But if you can have urgency with kindness Oh yeah, <laughs> we're baking something special in that oven, right? And so I'm grateful for a leader who's got urgency, but she also, he also has kindness. Like that, that's just often that's a, that that's driven by someone who's comfortable in their own skin. The people who I see the least amount of kindness from haven't yet figured out who they want to be. Or they're so far removed from it, they're so far away from the valley is so deep between where they're standing now and who they want to be. They're so uncomfortable, so unsure um, that uh, of who they are or who they want to be, that or they're just not consistently performing in a way that they're they're satisfied with, that to where it doesn't allow them to be kind. Do you agree with that? Is that your experience as well? Number three on my list. So we've got urgency. We've got kindness. The next one is, and this one's a big one for me, curiosity. Oh my gosh, am I grateful for leaders to be around people who are curious. What does that look like? How do you know? Their statements end in question marks. They inquire about you. They're generally interested in your opinion and what's happening in your life, in your perspective, and how you view this. And then there are just those people who, they aren't curious about anything, and they would never raise their hand and admit to that. They don't know, yeah, I'm not really looking. They would say that they are. I'm interested in other people's opinions. Well, then why don't you ever ask what mine is? You know what I mean? Or why at the cocktail hour or the social hour or in casual interactions are we always talking about you? 
Am I guilty of that? Oh, I, yeah, I'm absolutely confident that I am guilty of that sometimes in my weaker moments. Hopefully it's not a consistent trait of mine. If it is, man, I need to adjust that. But I'm grateful for leaders, for people who are curious. They don't know it all. And again, no one would admit that they think they do. But your actions, the way you show up, your dialogue makes you come across that way. Like you think you have it figured out. I I am guilty of that sometimes because I have I'm so driven and I have strong positions based on thinking about spending some time processing something and I find so much efficiency in taking positions and so much wasted time on people who are indecisive. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk more about it. Like, well, just take a position, like have an opinion. And then like, that's going to fast forward this conversation uh, so far and then now be movable on it. And so a lot of times people will mistake the position that I take or my strong opinions for a lack of curiosity. No, I'm just trying to be efficient in the conversation. Uh, uh, 25%, 15%, 35%, I don't know what it is, but a decent percentage of what I say, I actually don't agree with. I, I'm not sure I think that way. I'm just taking a position to forward the conversation. And then I'm, if you feel differently, I'm looking for you to offer. Actually, Russ, are you sure it's that way? Uh, no, not really. I'm just, I mean, not on everything. Some things I'm pretty solid. Right. I've thought about this for like 15 years. I've really tested this out. I've got a strong position on this. I'm hopefully movable, but I'm pretty solid on it. This opinion is based on a lot of experience, but a lot of times, most of the time, it's not. It's it's I'm movable on it. And so I've got curiosity. OK, I'm grateful for leaders that have urgency, kindness, curiosity. Guess what the next one is? I'm grateful for leaders. And by the way, you're building out your list too, right? Now, like you're listening to mine and going, well, what you missed on this, Russ, is this. Or what it is for me is that. Or this one's not as important, but that one is. Okay. Next on my list is I'm grateful for leaders, for people who have vision. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how valuable that is. In an organization, it makes all the difference. They And by vision, I mean, and you've heard me talk about this in podcast episodes over and over again, in the content that I put out in all different places. It's one of the first chapters in my first book, Decide to Lead. Like as soon as I started writing books, I went there on this topic because it's so critical. That cha- that chapter is called Define or um, Describe, Define and Describe the Destination. That's the name of the chapter. You have to be able to define and describe the destination. And so that's vision. I've got an idea of who I'm trying to become. I know what this company needs to look like in three years. I've got some goals or some results or targets that I'm trying to hit personally this year. I'm, I'm not just floating. I'm not, I'm not sitting in, a, uh, in an inflatable tube floating down the lazy river wherever the current blows me or sends me. I have vision. I, I've got some idea of what, who I'm trying to become or what this organization needs to look like and what we're trying to accomplish. And vision is just, oh, it makes you look so good. 
as a leader, vision. And I talk about all the time how did how, what that looks like, right? Well, what does vision look like? And that, that's the first week. We spent a whole week on that in, in Lead in 30. First week, we call it Clarity. And we, 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 we talk about, you know, this leader OS, the leader operating system. It's the core of high-performing teams is a leader who creates clarity. That's the first of the three areas we focus on. Okay, the last one. So we've got urgency, kindness, curiosity, vision. And the last one, this is kind of funny when I typed it up. I'm grateful for gratitude. Does that sound funny? I mean, it's kind of interesting. I'm grateful for leaders who have gratitude. And that's different than kindness. Kindness is just like core. It's part of who you are. You want to be kind. You want to leave people intact. You care how they feel and, and, and after they interact with you. Gratitude's different. It means that you're validating the efforts of others. You see it. You're recognizing it. You, you, you have an appreciation for their contribution, for their effort, for what they're trying to do. And it to, we can just sense it in you as a leader. It naturally comes through in you. I, I, um, I've got to be better at this one. I, I, I feel gratitude, but I'm not as good at expressing it. And there was a time in my life, especially when I was young, when I thought, ah, yeah, I had that whole don't give everybody a trophy idea. Like, what are you supposed to do? Go around and like tell everybody at work, thank you. Um, they're getting paid to be here. You know what I mean? I had that kind of an attitude. Like my, my gratitude is expressed in that little um, check that comes in the mail every two weeks or their direct deposit. Hello. Thank you. I'm paying you. You know what I mean? I thought like, isn't that enough? And the answer is no, it's actually not. And uh, we have a member of our team who um, is just exceptional at this. In every interaction you have with them, he takes a moment and he, he expresses gratitude. You know what? Before we wrap up this call, Russ, I just want to tell you, I'm really grateful that you did this. I get things in the mail. And this is a young person, right? And, and um, in, in the first phase of his career. And I get like I get gift cards like who sends a gift card to their boss just randomly. And yet I get that from him and different notes of appreciation like handwritten in the mail and and then in meeting like he's just really good. It's very natural for him to just constantly express gratitude. I feel it. I think it. But I need to get better at expressing it. I'm grateful for people around me for leaders who are good at expressing gratitude. It's not like you have to go, it, you don't have to be the everyone gets a trophy type of person, but you know what I'm talking about with, with gratitude. You're just, you're grateful to have those people around. You're grateful for them caring. You're grateful for the effort they're putting in. And oh man, it makes all the difference. So my list, five things that I'm extremely grateful for when a leader possesses, demonstrates, has these urgency, kindness, curiosity, vision, and gratitude. Wonder what your five, your three are. You might think about what they are and then think about how, like creating that list, what do you think it did for me? What do you think my first reaction when I type that up, open up Apple Notes and I'm like, okay, I want to do a podcast about gratitude. Well, well let, let's do it this way. And then I create this list. Well, what are the five things? Well, it's probably this. No, it's not that. Yep, this, not that. And then I look at that list, those five words, and guess what I do? 
I start thinking, do I do that? Am I doing that enough? Would other people say I'm dim? So create your list. What are you grateful for most in a leader or people that you spend time with? And then, you know, we all spend a little time looking in the mirror and figuring out ways that we could be better at one or two of those areas. I hope that's helpful to you. And by the way, last thing I'd say in this episode, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for leaders who place some trust in me um, to maybe potentially bring some value to them and allow me to talk to them for a few minutes every week um, in their in their AirPods or on their car stereo or wherever you're listening to this. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for you um, allowing me to, to offer some ideas. That means the world to me. And for those in the United States, this episode should be coming out right around Thanksgiving. I wish you and your family just the happiest of Thanksgiving. And I hope that it's a great holiday season ahead. We are so, so fortunate to be living at this day, at this time, to have access to what we have access to. It's just unbelievable. If you want to improve your life, if you want to stretch and be better and grow and try to achieve success and you've got dreams and you want to try to implement it, there has never in the history of the world, the history of civilization, there has never been a better time to be alive than right now. And so maybe we ought to consume a little bit less content that gets us angry, that riles us up, that makes us think about all the problems in the world and how many things or whatever. And what I've talked about this during the pandemic, when I'm feeling negative or down or maybe not focused on gratitude, I try to shrink my world, make it smaller. And then when I'm less focused around on all of the issues going on out there, not that I shouldn't care about them or try to influence them or whatever. I'm not saying that, but what when I'm most grateful is when I shrink my world to the smallest it can be. And then I go, wow, there's so much good to be grateful for. And, uh, and so anyway, that's what's on my mind. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the culture hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.